Hello and welcome to the Helping Hand podcast. My name is Pauline Shannon. I'm a mother of three and a reflex integration therapist. Each week I will be meeting someone who helps children and families. I will be asking them what they do and how they do it. We will learn how different therapies can help, how to choose which is right for you and how to find them when you need them. Hi, today I'm talking to Nikki Edwards from A Step in Time Therapies. Nikki's worked with children for over 20 years and is a qualified teacher, hypnotherapist and brain working recursive therapist working with children in Sussex. She's also the author of Adventures of Brian, a children's book collection exploring thoughts, worries and fears. Hi Nikki. Welcome to the Helping Hand podcast. I'm so pleased to be talking to you today because I have never heard of brain working recursive therapy and I'm very interested to know more about it. I think it's definitely a therapy that everyone is a bit curious about and I think because it's not something that's in our normal vocabulary it's not something that we hear about all the time it's quite an intriguing one for people to find out about. So I've used BWRT for the last five years and I use it with children from the age of four right up to adults so it's really really versatile and there's a number of therapists that are in the UK and worldwide who use the therapy but I think it's quite a unique therapy in that it's quite quick and it's really enjoyable for children. So parents are always quite stunned when children come out of the sessions laughing and smiling, not expecting that to be the outcome of attending therapy. Sounds good, so tell me more. So BWRT was designed by Terence Watts um, and Terence developed the therapy and it can be used completely contentless or it can be used in conjunction with obviously exploring feelings. So. Sometimes I might get young people that come to me that something's happened and they really don't want to spend a long period of time talking about it. So they might have been quite rejecting of sort of therapies such as counselling and psychotherapy because the concept of having to dive into that and spend copious time exploring it can feel really, really intimidating or daunting to them. So I work with a lot of young people that initially might be quite hesitant to want to talk about what's happened. Uh, So especially when it comes to sort of traumas and difficult situations at home or at school or anything like that, sort of such as bullying, they might not want to talk about the nitty gritty of it. However, they are quite happy to tell you, which is what I need is a worse memory and we explore how they'd rather feel. And BWT is actually, it's a technique that we can use to help them reprogram their emotional responses to that problem. So we can actually take the problem We use the technique to actually change the way that our brain thinks about it so we can neutralise that scary thought. So for a child who's got instances that have caused them huge quantities of anxiety, we can calm that anxiety down and get them out of that fight-flight response. So they tend to find it's really good fun because it is quick, it's very interactive, it's not just about talking. So it takes some of maybe those challenges that some young people really find intimidating about therapy away because it is possible for them to come in and say very, very little or only give me key points about it and still get a benefit of a change. Nikki, are you sending them away with techniques that they can use when they come across situations or are you working through the issue during the session? We're literally working through the issues in the sessions. So I work with a lot of children with things like anxiety, who have experienced maybe bullying, grief, um, traumas that they've experienced, might be negative emotions, sadness, and we actually take the emotions and we use the technique to actually work directly on them. So you're actually using it in there. And we do sometimes give them techniques they can use outside of the sessions and things that they can use to consolidate, but it is the majority of the work is done in the session. So there's not lots of homework to be done 
because they've already resolved the problem and it's made things easier. Why is it then called brain working recursive therapy? So it works on the principles of our neural pathways in our brain carry our thoughts and our feelings. And so we're actually going into those neural pathways and we're reactivating them and shifting the way they process our emotions. So it's literally working on how our brain works. So whereas obviously a lot of therapies work on how we interpret things, we're actually looking at actually, in terms of neuroscience, what the brain's really doing with those thoughts and emotions and how we can help the brain to process them or to file them away or to neutralize them so that things are less scary and intimidating. So probably all of us, even as adults, as parents, have got experiences that we recall. And when we think about them, they've got quite strong emotions attached to them, maybe going right back to our own childhoods and adolescence. And the beauty of what we do with BWRT is we can actually go into that and we can change the way that your brain recalls it. So we can't brainwash you, we can't pretend that it didn't happen, but we can change the way that the brain's interpreting it. So actually everything is karma. So whilst it might have been a negative experience at the time, the brain's no longer holding on to all that anxiety that was attached to it. Okay, and even with adults, you can go back to things that happened in childhood. So it's never too late. It's never too late. And actually, I tend to find that I have a lot of children that come to see me and they'll come for BWRT sessions. And then afterwards, the parents might come and have a session or aunties and uncles or grandparents because they've realised how quick and effective it was. And they'll think, oh, actually, I've got an experience that really holds me back in my adulthood from when I was younger. So actually, by coming and addressing those, they're able to give themselves more confidence and self-esteem for their futures as well. And it's actually quite lovely when you have those situations, because it's almost like the children have then inspired the parents to go and work through things. Because some are a bit intimidated to go and access that therapeutic help, because we don't want to go and dig into it. We don't want to open Pandora's box. We're quite fearful of it. So I think it's really quite wonderful having therapies like BWRT where we're able to offer something so unique. And it's not weeks and weeks of spending time just digging and digging and causing a lot of upset. It's actually relieving that stress. So I work with a lot of professionals that are nurses and police officers and fire service as well, because actually they're able to come and release a lot of that emotion. And we all know that carrying all that emotion around sometimes has a negative impact on our futures. So it's a quick, easy way. And because sessions like children might come for maybe one to four sessions for just mild problems. Whereas if it is sort of more trauma-based, I work with children with eating disorders, OCD and things like that, obviously they're with me for a more significant period of time. But also if things come up in the future, children can come for a one-off session and just work through things and move forward. So following the pandemic, we've had a lot of children that have just popped in just for one or two sessions, just to clear their worries and anxieties around the pandemic and health and the return to school, so that they can just feel more confident and capable to manage them. So it's quite lovely. They don't have to commit to 12 weeks worth of sessions for a small problem. So also we don't have to wait for things to get really bad before we access help either. Great. And Nikki, you've just about answered my next question. I wanted to know what a programme looks like, but can you do it from the point where a parent gets in touch with you? What would the whole process be? Okay, so at a point when parents contact me, I will send out some information for them to have a read with with their children. My biggest requirement is obviously I work with children from the age of four because my background was teaching and it is early years. So I'm qualified right the way through. And so I'll send the information out and I'll ask that parents obviously do have a conversation with their children to ensure that they want to have some help. Because 
therapy is a two-way street and I won't engage with children if they don't want to engage with me because they shouldn't be forced to do something. Therapy should be a benefit, not a punishment. So it's very much about sometimes children might read it and it might take them a few weeks to say, yes, I want to come. But at that point, they're generally very enthusiastic to come and do it. I do also work with a therapy dog in my office. So he's generally quite a pull for children wanting to come and meet Brian. Um, when children are booking in for their first appointment, I always encourage parents to come for the first appointment. I do have some children that want to attend on their own, but it's always helpful if parents attend for the first part, just so they can help in terms of like key issues that we're addressing if we're looking at any timeline incidents that I need to be aware of and also so they understand what I'm going to be doing with their child so that they can have that conversation with them at home because I think if they haven't heard any of it it can sometimes be a little bit challenging so I do encourage them to at least come for the first part where we're getting to know each other. Children will halfway through that decide if they want their parent to stay or if they would like their parents to go and wait in the car or if it's online we then parents might slip out of the room and the children continue Sometimes they do want their parents to stay. And I've had even like young people in their 20s who have wanted mum to stay. And I've got six-year-olds that want mum to leave. So neither of those is right or wrong. It's about what makes that child feel most comfortable. In the session, we do sort of just some key points. What are our key feelings and thoughts that are affecting us? Any core incidents or events that might have led to these? And we then look at which ones we're going to prioritise. Now, I don't choose those. I encourage the children to tell me which ones of those situations are affecting them the most. So maybe the things that are keeping them awake at bedtime, the things that bother them or affect them interacting in their general day-to-day -day at school with friends, socially. And we will then literally start working through them. And we can normally work through one to two issues in a session. So it's quite a speedy process in terms of we can cover quite a lot of ground quite quickly. Hence the reason we won't generally have children with us for huge quantities of time unless they are very complex issues. And we use the technique. So children get to sit in my swivel chair. Sometimes they like to sit on the floor with the therapy dog and we'll work through the technique together. I do tend to find with little children and even some of my teenagers have become quite addicted to it because it's such a quick and easy way to release those heavy emotions that sometimes they do run down my garden path to my office and they're like jump in the chair and they're like come on let's do it take my worries away which is really so lovely I think for me and for that child because they're really having a positive experience of therapy but also peace of mind for parents because I find a lot of my children I always say to them if you can't tell mum or dad that you're really worrying can you just ask them if you can come and see Nikki and Brian and then they will know that that means that there's a worry that needs some help and a lot of my children during the pandemic have sort of we've had returning children just for one or two sessions who have said to parents can I go back and see Nikki and Brian so it's really opened those doors that we're not allowing mental health issues to escalate because it is a very interactive session it's good fun for my younger ones we might have activity sheets and things to help them draw out some of those worries for the older children they tend to be able to sit there and just tell you sometimes we brainstorm them on a massive flip chart so it really is tailored to that individual child teenager or adult who's sitting in front of me quite how we approach it but the techniques are all consistent you mentioned um online sessions is that something specifically because of the pandemic or is it something you plan to offer in the future i did offer them previously i have to be honest most of my uptake is for face-to-face -face sessions just because obviously having a therapy dog in the office most of my children and young people want to be with the dog um, and because Brian is insured and he is registered to work in there, I think he's a massive pull. So my online sessions are not my most popular option, but I have worked with people online, children and adults, 
for a long period of time, but obviously since the pandemic that has increased. So I think it is something, and it works just as effectively online as it does in person. I'm just aware that you're in Sussex, so it's good to know that you can do it online yeah. so you can reach more people. Some of them only work online and because we have BWRT practitioners worldwide, obviously it opens a lot of opportunities for people because while some people might want to, are quite happy to tune in across time zones, we do have practitioners in America, in Australia, and France, and Spain. So there's people all over. So actually, it makes it very accessible. And I think being able to work online just means people can access therapies that they might not have in their local area. Now that I've discovered it, um, what concerns or behaviours might encourage me to get in touch with somebody who does this? So the majority of children that I see are children who've got symptoms of anxiety. So they might be struggling with tummy aches, headaches, feeling nauseous, struggles in terms of being able to physically access school. So they might feel like it's almost like their brains are telling them they can't go. I see a lot of children who have sort of sad feelings, low feelings, might be feeling very angry, children who are grieving, children who have been maybe bullied at school, had instances that have been quite scary from car accidents to domestic violence to situations where maybe they've witnessed an event that has been quite terrifying to them that's had an impact. Sometimes it's children who are having nightmares at bedtime because their anxiety has just got a little bit out of control. At the moment, lots of teenagers struggling with stress around exams and assessments for their GCSEs and A-levels, do a lot of transition work for children starting school, starting university. Um, to things like um, sort of trauma-based activities and OCD. And obviously I also have a particular interest in working things like eating disorders. So I work with quite a lot of young people who are in the early stages of eating disorders to help them change the way they think about things. And I also do a huge quantity of work with children who are in competitive sports. So gymnastics, tennis, cricket, football, basketball, who might be playing or performing at quite a high level or have competitions or nationals and they might develop a mental block around their sports performance. So I work with quite a lot of young people, that, especially in terms of the gymnastics world, and do a lot of work. So it's really quite versatile that we can use it for a lot of things. How did you come across this therapy and what drew you to brain working recursive therapy? So I worked in early years in nurseries and uh, for nearly 10 years and then I trained as a lecturer and I taught childcare, health and social care and public services to 16 to 19 year olds. Um, but in my mid-20s, I actually had an eating disorder and being in my mid-20s, trying to access help and support nearly 15 years ago was nearly impossible. And even though I was asking for help, it was just dismissed. So I sort of went on my own journey of obviously trying to heal myself and working on my mental health. As part of that, I trained in personal training and nutrition um, and child exercise and obesity. And when I recovered, I actually worked in the child obesity department in the NHS for a year. And off the back of that, I went actually for some life coaching because I really felt like there was a gap and there was something I really wanted to do something. I still wanted to work with children and young people, but just wanted to do something different. And initially I intended to train as an eating disorders counsellor. Um, I did my first year, which was counselling and hypnotherapy and absolutely fell in love with hypnotherapy. I've always loved anything creative. So I did my hypnotherapy training and I did that for two years. And I actually came across brain working recursive therapies online um, in a couple of therapy groups on Facebook and was intrigued, followed it for quite a while 
eventually dived in and did my level one training and absolutely fell in love with it. It was just so quick, easy and versatile. And I think as someone who loves problem solving and really enjoyed being able to make a change very quickly, I was really drawn to it. And I then also did my level two BWRT, which is more based on identity. So I work sometimes with adults with depression, adults with identity issues, feeling like they're maybe not themselves. Um, in the past, I've worked with adults that maybe have needed to change habits, quite huge social anxiety. So maybe sort of those more complicated issues that have maybe become part of us. Yeah. And so I did my level two training as well, um, which you can use for older adults and your young adults and I think it just became everything that I did I'm also trained in lego therapy so I do a lot of work in terms of that with children with social communication problems but the majority of my work like a good 95% of it is BWRT so I suppose I found it by chance and it just offered me something so special so if anybody's listening to this and they're thinking that um this is going to be a good therapy for them and a way forward. How would they get in touch with you or another brain working recursive therapist? So if they want to get in touch with me, they can visit my website, which is www.asteppatatime.org.uk. Or if they're looking for someone in that area, they can have a look at www.bwrt.org. And there is a list of practitioners so they can search by area and speciality. So it just offers an opportunity and obviously it says on all our profiles, everyone who's registered on the site is registered and regulated and attends all their supervision so they can have the certainty that we've met all the criteria. I think my only advice for parents who are considering therapy is to be aware that there are so many options out there and you might find that actually you go for one therapy and you think actually this might not be quite what we want and not to be upset if a therapist says, you know, this might not be the right thing for your child, but ask them if they could actually advise or guide because there are occasionally situations where parents come to me and I know BWRT won't be the right therapy whilst it is very versatile and it does cover a lot of things and sometimes that can be quite disappointing but I think the most important thing which is great about what you're doing is about actually understanding how many therapies are out there like I never knew that BWRT existed when I trained to be a, a hypnotherapist so it's about I think sometimes going and asking those questions do seek out the information no one's ever going to be upset with you for asking some questions, wanting to check what's happening and just educating yourself because we all have completely different needs and therefore we all need completely different therapies. And that's absolutely fine. And there is nothing worse for me than when I found a child who's attended a therapy that was clearly wrong with them for them for a really long time. And they begin to feel that there's something wrong with them that they can't be fixed when actually it wasn't the child. The therapy was wrong. So I think it's really about remembering sometimes we need to match ourselves up to the right therapy and that might take a little bit of work. Sometimes we strike gold straight away. Sometimes we need to shop around a little bit and see what else is available. Brilliant. Thank you, Nikki. And before I let you go, I have to ask you a bit more about your books. I met Brian earlier who looks so terribly cute, but you just want to tell us a little bit about your books. Yeah, so the Adventures of Brian uh, started in 2016. I had always wanted to write a children's book. And when I left my last lecturing post, I promised my teenagers that I was teaching at the time that I would leave and go and finally write my book. So I had kind of had the concept of what I wanted to do, but had never found a main character. And when I got Brian in 2015, he's a tiny little puppy, 
And Richard, who I initially trained with as a therapist, said to me, I think you found your main character. And then on his first birthday, we launched our first book, which was Brian and the Blue Butterfly. Every book in the collection, so we've got 25 books currently in the collection, every book is based on a different worry, thought or fear that children have. So we have books about self-esteem, confidence, changes, school transitions, anger, overwhelm, grief, even down to like fears of dogs and how to manage having a rescue dog come into your home. And every single book has been inspired by something that a parent has requested. So whether it's been my own friends, children that I've met, or situations that we've been in where we've gone, actually, there's a really good opportunity here to provide a book for that. So we started The Adventures of Brian, um, and they are in written books that you can purchase on Amazon, but they're also on audio books that you can purchase through our website. So it's just a lovely way of parents being able to connect, but sometimes giving parents the words of how to talk about something with children that they might be struggling with. So the blue butterfly in Brian's books is a bit like his conscience. Every time Brian has a problem, blue butterfly comes along with a strategy, some guidance or some kind of support to help Brian resolve the problem in the stories. So whether it is working out how to overcome overwhelming situations or how to control his anger or how to manage his anxiety or even how to be proud of himself, blue butterfly always has the best pieces of advice. So Brian frequently comments about just how clever blue butterfly really is. I've absolutely loved read, like, writing them. Um, we've got the storybook. So there's two versions. There's a younger children's book for like the two to five-year-olds and there's older children's books. So obviously the younger ones have slightly less words in them just to make it a little bit easier for parents. Um, the older children love reading them themselves. We've got the audio books. So a lot of our children love listening to them at bedtime. We've got colouring books and workbooks and we also have feelings cards. So it's an activity tin that parents can use to talk to their children about their emotions but asking the right questions, sometimes it's a bit dangerous that we can feel like we're leading them down a rabbit hole. So I think parents are scared to sometimes start talking about problems in case they make them worse. So we bought out Brian's feelings tin so that actually you can talk about problems and ask questions through a cards game. So I think it's just been something really special that we started and Brian's developed his own little celebrity status lesson. <laughs> so he's forever immortalized in books. <laughs> Lucky, that's brilliant. It's I have a much clearer idea of what it is you do now. Thanks for speaking to me. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Helping Hand podcast, connecting families with help and support when they need it. If you want more information or to find a therapist near you, go to helpinghandonline.co.uk.